Hello, and welcome back to Bach in Time, the podcast where we visit different time periods to chat with composers about their lives and experiences. I hope you all had a fantastic week, and I'm so excited for what we have in store for you all today. To our regular listeners, you still have the opportunity to enter to win two tickets to the symphony orchestra. That contest closes Friday, so make sure you're entered while you can. We have a special surprise for you all today, three surprises to be exact. Today we're traveling back in time to the 17th century to meet and chat with three Baroque composers about the strides they made to impact modern music. Today's date is December 9th, 2022, but I'll see you in 1607 in just a few short moments. As we travel, we'd like to thank our sponsors, SteelToeShoes.com. Now for the joke of the day. Which president can play the harpsichord? Wait, sorry. Let me do it one more time. Now for the joke of the day. Which president can play the harpsichord? You guessed it. Baroque Obama. Welcome to Italy in the year 1607. I'm here with the renowned opera composer Claudio Monteverdi. How are you today, Mr. Monteverdi? Sto bene, grazie. I mean, sorry. I am well, thank you. Good to hear. I'm glad that you could come chat with us this week on our show. Can you introduce yourself and give a little background for our listeners? Absolutely. I was born and raised in Italy, and I just wrote a piece titled Le Orfeo earlier this year. I work as a composer and Catholic priest. Awesome. Thank you. You're considered the first opera composer and are credited with bridging the gap between the Renaissance and Baroque music. What methods did you use to accomplish this? Well, I used a variety of brass and strings to add to the work. 
we collaborated with trumpets, cornets, recorders, and trombones. What else have you written? I've written both sacred and secular music. Madrigals and La Riana was a commission for the House of Gonzaga that ruled northern Italy for almost the last two centuries. They actually ended up ruling until the 18th century, so that's really neat. That's all we have for you today, so thank you so much for chatting with us. We're going to take a short break while we travel to the mid-1600s to chat with the one and only Jean-Baptiste Lully in France. Candy. 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 Candy cane! With the holidays right around the corner, candy canes are a popular holiday favorite. Candy canes made their first appearance in 1670. Stop by your local grocery store today to pick up all of your holiday favorites. live and in person with the French opera composer Jean-Baptiste Lully. How are you today, Mr. Lully? Oh, please. Call me Jean. I am well. And you? Good, good. Let's dive right in. Tell our listeners a little bit about your writing style. <laughs> Though I was born in Italy, I identify myself as French. I stick with the French style of opera. I coined the term tragedie lyrique, which incorporated ballet into the opera. I use a five-part orchestral division to play. I am an accomplished dancer, but I studied composition and harpsichord. Tragedy lyrique combines all of those things. Dance is now a huge part of the French opera. Basically, my operas are laid out like this. They begin with a prologue, followed by five acts, each with their own set. 
The chorus and the dance play a large role in my operas. That is so fun. You worked closely with Louis XIV, yes? Yes. What was that like? When I worked in the court of Louis XIV, I worked very closely with my librettist Philippe Quinault to write and compose for the king. I was named superintendent of the King's Chamber of Music in 1661 for my accomplishments during that time. What else have you written? One opera that gained a lot of popularity was Armade, which was first performed in 1686. This work contained more developed arias and basso continuo in Act 12. All right. Thanks for chatting with us, Mr. Lully. That's all we have time for today, but we'll be right back after a brief message from one of our sponsors. Bye-bye. Steel-toed shoes. Steel-toed shoes. Steel-toed shoes. Mr. Jean-Baptiste Lully encountered death in 1687. During that time, conductors used a wooden staff to beat against the floor. Lully unfortunately hit his foot with his staff instead of the floor when conducting. This wound was mistreated, leading to the infection that ultimately killed him. Today's episode of Bach in Time is brought to you by SteelToeShoes.com. SteelToeShoes.com is a family-owned and operated business located in Eau Claire, Wisconsin. Our commitment to offering the highest level of customer service is what guides all of our employees each and every day. We know that it is difficult, if not impossible, for many of our customers to find the perfect safety shoe for their needs. That is why we have highly trained customer service agents available to slide you into the perfect pair of our over 1,500 styles of safety shoes. We look forward to serving you in your safety footwear needs. Welcome back to our last segment of the day. 
During the break, we traveled to late 1600s Germany to meet with Mr. George Philip Telemann. How are you today, Mr. Telemann? Good, good. Awesome. Can you start off by telling our listen- listeners a little bit about your writing style when it comes to opera? Definitely. When writing my operas, I like to combine aspects from different opera styles. I've mixed Italian, French, and German styles in my compositions. It's kind of what I'm known for. I use a variety of instruments and compose a variety of music. Many say you're the most prolific composer because of your work. How many pieces have you written? I've written over a thousand cantatas, over 600 suites, and who knows how many operas, oratorios, and concertos for a variety of instruments. Speaking of a variety of instruments, what all do you play? I am self-taught on the flute, the oboe, trombone, violin, viola de gamba, double bass, and keyboard instruments. Impressive. That's all we've got time for today, but thank you so much for your time and expertise. George Philip Telemann holds the Guinness World Record for being history's most prolific composer. He also is mainly responsible for the popularity and success of orchestral suites, some pieces of which came from other composers like Lully. Telemann served as a model and influence for both George Frederick Handel and Johann Sebastian Bach. What do you call a gorilla with a harpsichord? A silver Bach. Tune in next time when we dive into the world of Bach.